This is episode 134 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, Pastor, let's pick up where we left off yesterday on episode 133. We were talking about what causes burnout in a pastor, that when, when, stress, when stress is chronic and it's not dealt with, and there's no time to recover, to refresh, to renew, it can lead us to burnout. And why are pastors so susceptible to burnout? And we talked about, number one, if they don't have a plan. A lot of pastors are people persons, and they just want to help others and serve others. And so therefore, they're kind of comfortable in allowing other people's plans for them to dictate the direction of their life. And it just takes a while for a pastor to get burned out to realize, no, that's not a good plan. So I encouraged you yesterday to have a plan and to create a perhaps a morning ritual and to look at some of Pete Scazzaro's work and some work by people who write on the rule of life and who write on the daily office and just have a plan to do the important but not urgent things first. Not look at your laptop first, not look at your phone first. We talked about workload yesterday, and I want to continue with that, that the job job is just never done. And church leaders, you know, we are notorious for the inability to psychologically detach from our work when we go home, and that hinders uh, recovery from maybe a stressful day. So we've had you know a stressful day. We've had a lot of things going on during the day, and then we go home and we're thinking about it, and we're praying about it, and we're sending emails, or we're responding to texts, or we're talking to our spouse about it. And you know, as a twenty-something or thirty-something who's relatively new in ministry, you're going to find that to be kind of an automatic and a natural response to your day. You're going to want to talk to your spouse about your day and about the things, particularly that you're that you're carrying home with you and that are still kind of bothering you. But if you just naturally go about that kind of an approach, sooner or later you'll realize this isn't really working. I've experienced that today. I don't want to re-experience and sometimes re-traumatize myself all over again by coming home and rehearsing all of that with my spouse. And so you stop doing it after a while. But it would be better as a 20 or 30-something pastor to intentionally not do that, to be able to have a uh, a shutdown ritual to your day. We talked about a we talked about a morning ritual or a startup ritual. Maybe you would have a uh, an afternoon or a shutdown rit- ritual or a shutdown plan where before you leave your church office, if you have a church office, or if you have a place where you do the majority of your you know your your office type ministry work, before you go home, before you go back to your living room. Hey, if you're working from home, before you leave your closet or your extra bedroom where you do your work, have a ritual. Have a time when you, even if you have to have a a container filled with, you pick it, uh, kids' toy blocks, rocks from the backyard, uh, I don't know, anything, empty water bottles all crunched down. Have something and then just take that burden and lift it up and physically set it down before the Lord and say, God, this is these this represents all of my burdens for today. 
This represents the confrontation that I had with George. This represents the disappointment that I had in in uh, Jessica's reaction. You know, this represents, you name it, you put the stressor down there and say, God, I'm just leaving this here with you. Would you work on this? Well, well, I'm taking some time to rest and refresh and be with my family. Can I leave this with you? Because you never sleep, so you can work on this and and you can handle this and you could hold this tonight while I'm working. Maybe in your office, you could get a bowl or a jar or some kind of a container. Maybe you could get two of them so you can move stuff from one to the other. And you can have this, this physical uh, ritual that is symbolic of you taking your burdens and giving them to God, casting all your care upon him. Why? Because you need a break? No. Because you don't want to experience stress? Well, that'll be a result, but but not primarily. Why would you do that? Why would you cast all your care upon him? Remember what the rest of the verse says, because he cares for you. Pastor, when was the last time somebody said to you, Hey, Pastor, I really care about you. I don't know how well you're doing right now. It seems like you're a little exhausted. It seems like you're maybe a little frustrated. It seems like you might be a little stressed. It seems like you might be under a lot of pressure, Pastor. I, I really care about you, and I, I want to look out for you. What, what can I do to help? How can I pray for you? We don't have too many of those people in our lives, do we? But what does that say, and what does Peter write? Cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. So when you've got a huge workload, when you've got the job that never ends, right? It just goes on and on, my friend. Maybe you need to take the overflow that you can't get to in a day and you just need to set that before the Lord. You just need to give that to God. Say, God, would you handle that for me? Would you take care of this? Would you work on this while I rest? And believe, Pastor, we want our people to have faith. Exercise some faith. Believe that God is going to do that. He is going to handle that work for you while you're gone, while you're with your family, while you're sleeping, while you're exercising, while you're just being a human being. Don't allow the workload, the never-ending list of ministry responsibilities and ministry demands, don't allow that to overwhelm you because you know what? It's going to be there until you resign from your position. It'll be there. It'll always be there. It'll be there for the next pastor. I remember when my kids were younger, and I had four. We had four kids. And so we we had you know a relatively busy home. It wasn't like we had 10 kids, but we did have four. And I remember leaving in the late afternoon at a time when I'd kind of rather stay at church, stay at the office, stay in the youth room, stay out with students, especially as a youth pastor uh, way back in the day. I just remember, and then even as a senior pastor, wanting to stay in the mix of ministry and not wanting to go home and telling myself, Jeff, when you're in your 50s and you're an empty nester, there'll be plenty of time for ministry uh, responsibilities and tasks. But right now, your kids need need their dad. So you should go home and enjoy your kids while they're in your home. And you know what? I, I did that. I did that through my 20s and 30s and into my 40s. 
I enjoyed my kids when they were in the home. I just didn't let, and, and at some point, and maybe you've experienced this, Pastor, if you're older, at some point you just kind of realize, I'll never get it all done. I'll never get it all done. So I am not going to burn out my family on the altar of an endless list of ministry responsibilities. So as you handle stress, Pastor, as you handle it, give up this unending workload over to God and let him work on it while you're not. And I'll talk to you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast.